0: not to us O lord not to us but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness why should the nation say where is their god our god is in the heavens he does all that he pleases their idols are silver and gold the work of human hands they have mouths but do not speak eyes but do not see they have ears but do not hear noses but do not smell They have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us, he will bless us, he will bless the house of Israel, he will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the children I'm sorry, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. So let's uh, reflect on this passage, and we'll, we'll come back in a little bit and share our reflections. All right, well, let me um, let me just share with you um, something I was reading this morning from Paul Tripp's devotional as my sharing f- with you guys. So I'll just read it and just kind of listen in. Um, he reflects on this psalm, so I wanted to share it with you. It is really the struggle of struggles. It is counterintuitive for us all. It is the thing that makes our lives messy and our relationships conflictual. It is what sidetracks our thoughts and kidnaps our desires. It is the thing below all the other things that you could point to that argues for our need for grace. It is one battle that one never escapes. It is one place where 10 out of 10 of us need rescue. It is a fight that God wages on our behalf to help us remember that life is simply not about us. It is about God, his plan, his kingdom, his glory. This is precisely why the first four words of the Bible may be its most important. In the the beginning, God. These are four thunderously important words. They really do change everything. From the way you think about your identity, meaning, and purpose, to the way you approach even the most incidental of human duties. Everything that was created was made by God and for God. All the glories of the created world were designed to point to his glory. The universe is his, designed to function according to his purpose and plan. That includes you and me. We were not made to live independent, self-directed lives. We were not meant to exist according to our own little self-oriented plans, living for our own moments of glory. No, we were created to live for him. Where is this word living meant to find expression? It is meant to be expressed not just in the religious dimension of our lives, but in every aspect of our existence. I love how Paul captures this in 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. When Paul thinks of the call to live for the glory of God, he doesn't first think of the big, life-changing, self-consciously spiritual moments of life. No, he thinks of something as mundane and repetitive as eating and drinking. Even the most regular, seemingly unimportant tasks of life must be shaped and directed by a heartfelt desire for the glory of God. Now, I don't know about you, but in the busyness of life, I lose sight of God's existence. Let alone his glory. Let's start by admitting that there is nothing less natural for us than to live for the glory of another. This admission is a doorway not to despair, but to hope. God knew that in your sin you would never live this way, so he sent his son to live the life you couldn't, to die on your behalf and to rise again, conquering sin and death. He did this so that you would not only be forgiven for your allegiance to your own glory, but have every grace you need to live for his. When you admit your need for help, you connect yourself to the rescue he has already provided in his son, Jesus. Reach out for hope by reaching out for the rescue again today. And so I I thought the very last part really resonated where he just talks about, you know, just admit that we are not able to live this way. And that's why God sent Jesus to die for us and to rise again. And it's, it's in that admission, uh, that we have the grace to live for His glory. You know, when we acknowledge that, yeah, we don't naturally do this. We're naturally about our own glory. Um, it's in that that admission of our helplessness that uh, we connect ourselves to God's grace, and um, you know, try to live for Him day to day. So I, th- I found that very encouraging, and I want to just lead us into a time of prayer, and um, let's just spend today just admitting that to the Lord. Um, you know, with a sense of hope, you know, it's, it's when we admit that we don't live for his glory that we can uh, depend on his grace this morning and uh, maybe just go through your life and the things in your life that you're dealing with right now. And uh, just begin to turn that over to the Lord and, and say, Lord, help me to live for your glory in this area. Um, and then just, let's just begin to pray for one another uh, on this zoom call and then uh, maybe towards the end, we'll share some prayer requests. So let's pray.